This is Coffee with Timmy. Hello and welcome back to Coffee with Timmy. How have you been? So this is part two of my interview with Femi Biology on post-COVID career prep. This session has been split into two because it's a bit long. So this is part two session A and I will be posting immediately part B. So you're not going to miss anything out. Now, if you missed the first one, uh, do yourself a favor and start there. But before I start or before we start, I'd like to give a shout out to my listeners around the world. Now, I'm going to go as fast as I can. But if I miss you, please know I value you. Okay, so let's go. Shout out to Johannesburg, Victoria, Cape Town, Soweto, Krugersdorp, Rutherford, Forways, Campton Park, Nigel, Edenville, Stanton, Port Elizabeth, and Centurion in South Africa. And Brussels, Madrid, London, Buckingham, Oxbridge, Leatherhead, Alton Regis, Paris, Dublin, Geneva, Lagos, Ikeja. Oh, wow. I've got such a long list for America here. But I'm going to go through as much as I can of all my for all my listeners because I really want to say thank you to you guys. So it's Jacksonville, Florida, Ashburn, Virginia, Budman and Columbus, Ohio, Troy, Michigan, Atlanta, Georgia, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Silver Spring, Maryland, Colorado Spring, Colorado, Las Vegas, Taylorville, Illinois, um, and in Texas, I've got Richardson, Dallas, Austin, Ingram, Pearland, and Rand Rock. Not forgetting Manchester in New Hampshire, Tempe, Arizona, Middletown, Elizabethtown, Monroe, Apple Valley, and Compton, California. Thank you, guys. Uh, my shout-out also goes to Riyadh, Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago, um, Kampala, Belize City, uh, uh, what's this? Taipei, Taiwan, Pickering and Toronto in Canada. Wow, thank you. Melbourne and Adelaide, Auckland, New, Auckland, New Zealand, Ecuador, Manila, South Korea, China, uh, Dominican Republic, Barbados, Guatemala, Saint Lucia, and Mexico. Mexico. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Much appreciated. Now, let's go on to today. We're going to session two of our post-COVID career prep. I have to say it's been such a wonderful response from people from different parts of the world. Um, I have truly um, enjoyed the response that I've got. I also have um, Femi here today. I would like to know, you know, what she's, what she, if she's got any response from people and what they are. But before we go into that, um, I want you to know that we still have a, a, a third part, which will be wrapping everything up. So what we talked about, for those who are listening to this one and not the first one, what we talked about last week was the who you need to be to actually survive in the post-COVID career world. Today, we have Femi again. She's going to tell us how do we get to this? What do we need to do to get to who we need to be? But before that, there's been some, um, I would say confusion, but I'll say that um, some people seem to need clarity about certain words that you used on that day. But I'll do a little recap. From the little that I know, I said this is not my forte. I'm leaving that to the expert. But the three words, the automation, argumentation, and atomization, 
has brought a lot of what you're talking about here. So um, I'm going to introduce Femina. Welcome out to the program and ask her to please you know, just quick recap for us. So those who are listening for the first time are not so lost. But I will say, if you are listening to this, I will encourage you to first go and listen to the first part so that you're not going back and forth in what are they talking about here? Who are they talking to? Are they talking to high-level people, low-level people? And you'll be able to actually make a better construct of whatever you're writing down and let it make sense. Because, guys, we're going into the new year in less than two months. Uh, actually, I would say maybe five weeks, and we're in 2023. We can't escape it. So without uh, much further ado, I will say hi, Femi. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's the weather over there? I would like to say we, we're experiencing sunny weather, but I'll be lying. It's raining, but um, I think you're actually feeling the weather more than I am down here. <laughs> yeah, well, the the listeners can't see us, but you can see I'm dressed in uh, warm sweats. Uh, it's not cold. We've just had Thanksgiving uh, for those listeners in the U.S. So Thanksgiving is an annual holiday. It should be really cold by now, but you know what? It's not. Climate change. Yeah. 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 So, um uh that's that's where we are right now but otherwise it's good at least we don't have trees falling down like you told me <laughs> yes on my way to church this morning we had to turn back because there was a tree that was uprooted from one side of the road blocked the road and also broke the um fence in the other place so yeah so that's much better um, so what would well, you say yeah. let me get right well, into this um in when we talked about who do you need to be there were some um things that came up because i i was listening again to it and i realized i made a mistake i said what do you need to be and you corrected me it's not a what it's who do you need to be to be able to survive in the post-covid um career world and that and then we came up to those three words automation argument maybe we should take them one at a time when we talk about uh, automation, what are you talking about? So I really can't take credit, and I should have given credit for this in the first podcast. There's a book called The Adaptation Advantage by a lady by the name of Heather McGowan. That's where I first came across these uh, concepts of uh, automation, adaptation, um, automation, uh, uh, uh augmentation and uh atomization, atomization. of work mm -hmm. yeah yeah and he broke it down i just took it and uh it's a book called the uh the adaptation advantage and it talks about the skills not post-covid but the skills that will be needed propelling us into the 22nd century and beyond uh whether we know it or not or whether we realize it or not we're in the midst of a, of a revolution. You know how there was the industrial revolution, the technology. I don't think revolutions announce themselves always. You just see a sudden shift. The only reason we've been able to notice the shift uh, this time was because the pandemic was what was a very definitive thing that everybody can look at life 
pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. Yep. And so we all remember uh, that there was a two-year truncation of work, career, life. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. still amazes me to think back and think that the whole world, I'm saying the whole world, stopped for two years. If anyone mm -hmm. had told you that there was anything that could stop the entire world for two years, you'd have thought, oh, no, it's impossible. The countries mm -hmm. won't cooperate. You can't stop the whole world. Even if you can't stop your country, you can't stop the whole world. Listen, people, the world came to a halt for two years. Yeah. The rats, the birds, the rabbits. Everything. Everything came to a halt. It's frightening to think of, to think that we think the world is so large, but actually it's not. Yeah, It's a global yeah. village. Do we yeah. say the good old days when we're talking about two years? It seems kind of strange to use those words like the good old days. It's just two years ago, you know, it's not like exactly. 20 years ago. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, your comment is really germane because uh, let me leap off there. There are some people who still keep talking about, oh, when we return to normal. And I think I said this the first yeah, time. Not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. We're not returning to any normal. This, this is, is the, it normal. sounds cliched, but mm -hmm. this is the new normal. Yep. This is the new normal. We're never going to go back to mm -hmm. how it used to be. Mm -hmm. So people who are still waiting for us to quote unquote go back. And, you know, once things are normal again. <laughs> this is the new normal yes, adjust it to it yeah yes it is it is okay. and so go ahead sorry no no please go on so let's quickly recap about the three key words that came out automation i don't think that needs any explanation i'm not going to spend a lot of time on it you know most things had been in automation mode even before the pandemic yes. Yes. The pandemic just increased the pace and the need for that to say that, look, there are people we can just call upon to come in and come and get this done. Yep. We're going to need to find all the elements of work at high levels and at low levels that can be automated. And in fact, it was funny because the more senior people, higher level people who have been used to having people do those types of things for them, it was a challenge. You know, the big boss, the president of the company uh, had to learn technical skills, IT skills that they never had because they couldn't snap their finger or ring the bell and have an assistant come in. So automation has been a, re a clear response. It was always there, but it's been accelerated through the pandemic and coming out of it and the new normal. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time. I think a lot no, of... No, you did explain that, actually. You explained okay. because I remember you saying... Um, if you're doing your CV saying, um, I, I know Excel or I know Word. Oh, it's yes. really, it's not a big deal anymore. <laughs> it just says yes. you're old. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. So you did explain exactly. that. Okay. So the okay. second one is argumentation. Augmentation is, and I'm sure, again, everyone's heard of virtual reality, mm -hmm. uh, augmented reality, but it's not only that. It is taking work. In fact, maybe I should do atomization first because it's atomization. It's taking, this is digging deep. It's a, a deep dive, as they say. So work is split up into small chunks. 
Not only is it split up into small manageable chunks that make themselves amenable to automation, uh, it's also at the higher level also causes you to have to become a specialist in a particular area. And then all those pieces of specialization now join together to form a whole. So I'm hearing people get degrees in areas where in my time I graduated from college some uh, 30-something years ago now. Now you hear young people, a friend just took her son to college in California, and he's getting a degree in animation. Mm -hmm. I was just like, when I was growing up, that was uh, uh, something about arts or something. Now you're actually going to, in an atomized area called animation. Yep. And to myself, to my old self, I was thinking, well, good luck making a living from animation. But this is a big market. It's a big market. It's in my mouth wide open. It's a big yes. market. Yeah. It's a big skill set. And my niece, too wants to get a degree in uh, genetics and uh, the same thing i was thinking telling her mother genetics but genetics is huge it's huge yep these are people getting nobel prizes so <laughs> that's the atomization of knowledge atomization of skills people learning particular areas digging deep becoming specialists it's uh, at the higher level at the education level at the work level, atomization is exactly that. Find a couple of areas that you're good at, dig deep and become a specialist. Yeah. And you become an indispensable link in the chain. That if we don't do the animation, then we can't move beyond this point on the project. And okay. Femi is the animation expert. So yeah. this is the atomization of work. You find a couple of areas, you dig deep, you become a specialist, you learn it and you do it well. And then so, you become part of the fence of a chain uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the production network to say each person is an expert in this particular element of the entire chain. Yes. So it's like finding your niche in even in a niche. So this exactly. is my area. But when it comes to, um, let's even look at something like um, special effects. Special effects is crazy now because when I look at, for example, um, the Incredible Orc, and I'm laughing myself still when I'm looking at the old one, you can see the green ink and there's not, I, <laughs> did we ever get frightened by this? But something is green. <laughs> Meanwhile, what they do now, it, it's, I mean, it's I don't like horror. So when I see it now, I'm like, you know, it's so real. We can, yeah. I, I keep thinking of the, the guys that um, started, um, silent movies and uh, there's a famous um quote of someone saying talking movies will talking pictures will never succeed if he wakes up yeah. today he probably just die again just from the shock right. of right. oh my word just right. uh, yes who was asking me last week that these cars that they blow up in movies um do they buy them or do they go to the junkyard i said well <laughs> it's actually an advert for whoever for, for the brand but somebody needs to know how to drive this car blow it up and not destroy the set you know so it's, right. it's amazing so it's not just oh i know how to blow up cars uh -uh. you need to blow up in a particular way you know oh i can do stunt yeah. uh, you need to know what kind of stunt we're talking about here so i hear what yeah. you're saying there okay so yeah. um the third one before we go into today's own is um well actually it, it, it flows into it uh, argumentation uh, argumented reality virtual world 
I think maybe um, I would say this and I'll put myself there. Even though I like things tech, I don't like the nitty gritty of learning it, but I'm fascinated by it. And I try to use as much of it as I can without having to study any book, without having to study wow. theory. So um, do you think this is an age? That, actually, I think, don't let me ask you now. I think there's an age, a, a, a big gap for age, age there because the things that I think, oh, this is so complicated. How am I going to understand it? It's like the younger generation are born with a different kind of brain and they don't have to think twice. They just know. My child, for example, she uses a Samsung while I'm an Apple person. And people will say, oh, no, you can, you can be this or that. But she flows between the two without any problem. I'm looking at my phone and I'm thinking, how do I do this? And she takes it from me. She's done it and she's gone back to her Samsung. You know, so I think, mm -hmm. again, to show our age, I'll put, I'm putting myself right there. When we say what you're going to explain, like, oh, oh, okay. Um, is that what she's talking about? So I'd like you to explain it to we old folks. What do you mean? <laughs> Augmentation is not even just virtual reality. It is that all the AIDS online platforms, Basically, the way I define it, it's not how the authors defined it, but I took the concept and built on it from my workplace experience to say, and I do need to align with you and agree with you, Tokwe, when you say maybe there is an age factor or maybe, you know, some of my colleagues, I have an aunt who's in her 70s. She is on top of the technology game. Wow. She is on top of it. She's 72 she will tell me, well, check out this website. I got this. In fact, she's the one who taught me how to use wireless earphones. I couldn't get the hang of it. She was just like, she was just like reboot it and then do this. And so I was telling others, if my aunt is telling me to reboot something, then I got a problem. If my 72-year-old aunt is teaching me how to use wireless earbuds, that is a challenge that I need, I need to, to take on my brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's so, that's so fascinating. 70 something. She's wow. 72 and she is on top. She will tell you apps, websites to go to. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. This is a challenge to me. Impossible. <laughs> and so, but there's this great video and maybe I'll send it to you after this recorded. It's a real video. It's on YouTube or TikTok. And it shows this father giving his daughter, I think she must be about 17, 18, a whole bunch of gadgets from our generation. The best part, I'll send you that video. He gave her a dial-up phone. You know, the ones with the ring. Oh, they've never seen it. They have no idea. I have to tell you, she did not know. He said, what do you think that is? So she took the, the speaker part, she looked, she said, it's some type of machine. I thought he, it was recorded just for the cameras. She really did not know what a dial-up phone was. Yeah. She looked at it and said, what do you think it's used for? And she said, I don't know. He said, turn the dial. She turned it. She goes, maybe it pumped something. It was unbelievable. Pumped something. <laughs> yeah yeah just last but week i saw i think i saw some i think it was youtube and this uh, anyway i read something this guy 
the the sons of video cast you know video video cassettes yeah and he thought, thought they were books he thought they were books how do you open it yeah he thought they were books he couldn't believe yes. you he thought they were books he thought yeah books. yeah we've come a long way <laughs> when we talk about the revolutions and you talked about your daughter technology to them is the same as breathing huh it's a yeah. breeze it's yeah, a yeah. DNA. they came out of the womb mm -hmm. understanding these things mm -hmm. yeah? yeah so it's not something they actually have to learn their 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 dna is adapted to technology because they can't think of a world before then no, which they is they can't they they did it's it's equivalent to the air that they breathe which is why this series to me is really important to say don't be caught slacking things are changing they're not going to return to normal and while you were sleeping the world is changing <laughs> while you were sleeping that's a movie <laughs> <laughs> while, while you were sleeping, sleeping the, mm -hmm. the world has been slipping into the new age you've got to keep up with it mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like being in a pot of boiling water because but because you're in it you don't realize the temperature change yeah, yeah. and it's so it's very important not to get left behind uh because uh being in the workspace i do work with certain people and certain categories of people mostly due to age but there are also younger generation workers who think it's optional not to keep up with changes and they'll tell you that it's a preference and i kindly tell them that you don't have the option of a preference you will make yourself unemployable and it's not my job i will give you the tools to keep yeah. your skills up to date but if you're not performing i will performance manage you out because i can't afford to have everyone rowing and pulling and being aware of technology and knowing ai and knowing machine learning and you sit and say yeah i know about it but it's not my preference that's not an option yeah it's not what i do i i hate it when people say that it's not what i do okay does it affect your life what do you mean it's not what you do what what, what is it that it's been done that apart from that unless you go and work for your family's business or you set up your own business it's not optional for me but even because your family you know, business you're holding everybody else back you know during the pandemic they thought there'll be no fashion show and i think maybe the first year there was none but quickly some fashion houses the big ones they went online they did their runway shows i don't know what it's called i'm totally clueless when it comes to fashion but they did their the collections yeah it's the collection but they did their collections online, you know? And you could well, see- Aside from that, there was this girl who blew up talking about that, Senegalese American. She did this virtual fashion show that was out of this world. And it was recorded as the first of its kind because it used virtual reality. The models would change their clothes in front of you. They would change the outfits. There were real outfits, but she did it using virtual reality it got like a billion views because well, it was the first of its kind it was someone a is sitting down future. somewhere saying where are the models we need to what we need to measure them they need to come for fittings three times but exactly. COVID is holding them back it can be done you just have to find it a way incredible and it was featured on the news on uh cnn and Al Jazeera is where i saw it i'm going to look for it 
I'm going to. Yeah. I like things like that. I think that's my fascination with with tech. And I I don't. I, it's not because my child is young. It's just I just like it. Like I can do this if I do A B and you know it's going to do something else. You I become like a child. I just love it. I can't do the theory study, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so oh, we ex- yeah. Uh-huh. Go, go ahead. See. Okay, so we've explained last week for those who are listening. Now we're going to go on. So to be who we need to be, what are the skills? I guess we've actually gone into it. We started already. What are the skills that we need? Yeah, so it's a great segue into the skills. And uh, I'm passionate about the skills that we need because it's we've done the preamble, you're right, okay, mm. around, look, the rationale for all these things is so you don't get left behind because the revolution has happened while you were sleeping. If you still have a career above you, uh, then you need to pick up these skills. This time I've decided to divide the skills into categories so that you're clear. Okay. Now, in your, in your area, you must keep up to date on your technical skills. Technical skills run the gamut. So you know what you need to be technically to be an expert in your field. So if you're in IT, if you're in HR, if you're in education, you must have the cutting edge skills and it behooves you to stay up to date on what are the cutting edge skills. Uh, in education, for example, the ability to develop platform learning. Some people are developing packages on a particular area that you can purchase from them, a couple of you know courses in the field of education. That's the rise of the Udemy's and the various online education learning platforms that, uh, you know, I predicted a while ago that the job of the bank teller, I started out my career in a bank, would go away. Lo and behold, I think we're in the dying days, at least in the, in the, in the northern hemisphere of the bank teller. There are actually some banks that now charge you if you want to go in and use a teller. Otherwise, everything else is automated. It's an expense for them to have to pay tellers. That's an expense they've gotten rid of. Yep. So they charge you. They tell you if you go into a branch and you use a teller, there's going to be a $5 surcharge. Now, yeah, if, I were we have teller, that here as well. uh, um, mm-hmm. if I were a teller, I'd be reading the writing on the wall and going and retooling my skills. What do you think, Tokwe? Well... I know, I know I will do that or I will start looking for another kind of, um, uh, another line of work. But having That's said that, do. yes, someone said, um, just in case the person is listening, so let me not use any name. Anyway, someone said to someone I know, you actually read these books. And she was like, yes, uh, you, you see my office in the, in the house and the books. I said, oh, I thought you just put them there, you know, for... You know, just to look <laughs> decorate. She, 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 she was, she was, she was shocked because this is a university graduate that thought she was just, she just had all these books as decoration to look, to look knowledgeable. Huh? Yeah, that's what I was looking for. She said she, she, she didn't know whether to cry or you know, like what, what do you mean? So I just put the books there to, to look like I know or, or, or what? She said no, it, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I mean, in fact, no, I can't even. And I know this so person. that's the point I'm making to say, <laughs> you've got to be at the forefront. Hmm. If I'm a teller, 
and my bank is charging extra. And I look around where there used to be five of us. There are only two of us. That's a notice for you to kind mm -hmm, of say, I mm -hmm, need to go mm -hmm. and retool my skills. I need to go and because this teller job, it looks as if it's becoming an endangered species, right? Yep. You don't sit there and wait for them to say, we're phasing out tellers. So here's your package. You saw the writing on the wall three, four, five years ago, right? No, but some uh, people wait. Um, they walk on. I've been here the longest. So if they're going to fire anyone, it can be the person that's been here the longest. But the person that came in, the late, uh, the last person that came in is very techy. That's exactly what needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, no, you need to, to know, you need to know your place. Episode. Over 20 years ago, mm. the private sector had recognized the rise of China. In one of my jobs where I was head of international HR yes. for, uh, you know, the Middle East, Africa, Latin America, when I left that job, I was replaced by an Asian and the job was located in China not in the United States. This is over okay. 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So talk about writing on the wall. Yes. Uh, so one must be, and how do you do this? You talk, you stay aware. You've got to stay on top of what's happening in your industry. You've got to stay on top of that. So you got to develop and keep your technical skills up to date. Then another category that is a must-have, I call them technical skills, keeping up your technical skills, you know what's in your field, stay on top of that, read widely, be able to read the tea leaves as technical changes take place in your chosen profession, keep your acts uh, sharp. Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People says, keep your acts sharp. And if you haven't read that book, go read it. And so always keep your acts sharp. Yeah? Yep. But, and that's a must-have. The second must-have is an area that's popularly uh, referred to as soft skills. I don't like it being called soft skills. It's my domain as a person who works as a management HR consultant. This is where I actually work. And they keep calling it soft skills as if it's, you know, all this soft stuff. But I have to tell you, in an over 30 career 30 year career i found 75% of people that have had to lose their jobs lose their jobs because they don't have soft skills not technical skills it's these soft skills that usually lead to problems what are soft skills they are skills that are applied across the board so you hear things like leadership communication work ethic, teamwork, collaboration, creativity. Those are what's called soft skills. But if you really reflect on them, even if you're a Nobel Prize winner in carpentry or physics or medicine, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, you don't, if you don't have these skills, you will never be successful, even with your Nobel Prize. You have a Nobel Prize. You don't get along with people. You have a Nobel Prize. You don't know how to collaborate. You don't know how to communicate. Well, you know, good luck. I hope your Nobel Prize keeps you warm when you're unemployed, right? Because <laughs> those are the skills that you need to be successful. Oh, Lord. oh boy. Let me tell you a joke that, well, I see that as a joke. 
when you say when when you say things like that, um, and I know that I need to work on mine on at least one of them. And young people, especially when I talk to young, they say, "Oh, um, but um, Bill Gates dropped out of school." Um, what's this guy's name? The um, Steve Jobs. I said, "What school exactly? Do you know which school it was in and what year it was when he dropped out?" It wasn't um, last year of secondary school. Do you know what year he dropped out? Oh, um, well, from all accounts, Steve Jobs wasn't really a friendly person. Are you as creative as Steve Jobs? Because you must, you know, when you're using, when you're, when you're picking these people as your, as your example, you need to not just, you know, put their name out there in the open. Let's look at it. They need to know that Steve Jobs, because he was so lacking in the soft skills, was ousted from Apple. They said yes. they'd rather have... Yes, they before they... Him, and they were saying they called him back. And I, yes. He was too difficult to work with. Yeah, you know, I try to, I, I, I try to tell them, you, you can't. This is, not how, this is not how real life works. Maybe you've been too much in a virtual reality. You don't actually know what's going on. In a bubble. You know, uh, and the thing is, we're talking about old people now. But these young ones are going to get there very soon. When someone who is um, 13 says to me, oh, I'm going to work on my whatever spots now, and then I'll, I'll go play overseas. Then in four or five years' time, I'll then start the, the match. And I'm like, oh, really? Um, you understand that the, the world is... They're, they're also suffering because... The number one complaint from employers from the generation, this generation, is that they lack interpersonal skills. They've been so used to video games and working on their own, they don't know how to interact. No, they don't. So when we talk about soft skills, they lack interpersonal skills. Well, if adults lack it, who's going to teach them? Have you gone? You, you, I'm sure you've. This I have to. I have to. I have to hold myself not to do when I'm out in public with people. Do not look at your phone. You've seen families who leave the house and that thing just makes me laugh. The whole family leaves the house to go have breakfast somewhere and everybody gets there. Everybody's on their phone. Nobody's talking to each other. Why did we just not waste this money, stay at home and have bread or something? Because nobody's going to talk to each other. What's the point of leaving home? And if you're yeah, don't understand... That's a very expensive trip for you, you know, to check You know, in this days <laughs> of petrol and high prices. And the thing is, if you don't... If you don't have conversations with each other, you will know, like you were before this um, recording, you are um, advising me on, on something and I've been pig-headed about it. I know I've been pig-headed about it. But if you don't have conversation with other people and it's not mm -hmm. sitting down in the other room and texting and what's happening, the person is in the other room, get up, have a, you know, speak to each other. You don't know when it's wrong. Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? Because of... Um, uh, and I'm talking about this soft skills thing because right now I I'll speak to you about this after. But right now it's a it's a big thing for me right now. But when you go, say in, in this day where everybody calls everybody by name, you know, from CEO to janitor, but it's first name basis. And people seem to forget, I find that um they forget that it might it, I might be saying, Hi Femi, if Femi is the CEO of my company, that hi Femi has to come with a bit of respect in how I talk to, to them. Do, do you get what I'm saying? But I think, absolutely. you know, when, uh, when Femi says, oh, it's come, like come, come over to my house. Or somebody says, oh, just call me 
queen, well, that doesn't mean that you go and slap her on the head and say, hey, queen. You and know? I, I, I really struggle with even doing that. Like, I've got, um, I live in, in a place where there are a lot of old people and they keep, you know, giving me their first name and I keep saying, can I say Miss this or Miss that? Because these are like my grandparents. You know, I wasn't yeah. brought up that way. And I don't think it's wrong. I don't really see what is wrong about it. I, I think because we don't have, um, maybe there needs to be a whole class on soft skills because when somebody says, oh, come on, we're letting our head and everybody come to my house on Friday and this is your ch chief executive. And then you say, oh, I've got a pool. We can all swim. And then you go there in this tongue-like thing with... Um, well, did you see just a classic example of Gen like, Z? You cannot I forget this. what generation she is. The prime minister of Iceland or something. Did you see that story? She's in her 30s and she was video... The prime minister. She's in her 30s. Beautiful, attractive woman. She's a prime minister. She was videotaped at a party. She was on top of the table, dancing, drinking, and it became a big controversy. The yeah, parliament was... decided to investigate her. Mm -hmm. And this was exactly it to say, you're the prime minister. Not that you can't let your hair down, but you're the prime minister. If you don't you respect yourself, respect your office. It, you can't be videotaped on a table chugging beer <laughs> there was a there, there was an, um, a, a black woman and i'm saying black just maybe there have been other people doing it who was uh, campaigning i think it was last year and she was twerking on the beach you know um and yeah. she, she actually videoed herself nobody she did it as part of a campaign and she was called like uh excuse me you you can't do this you can't do this yes you want to be one of the people but not by I'm sending videos of herself twerking on the beach. I think she was even topless. And I'm looking and I'm like, do, do people understand the office that well, they so Those are some of the skills that we talk about. Emotional intelligence is one of mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Just to get back to that, to say some of the soft skills that will be increasingly needed. And <laughs> it's a good segue into emotional intelligence, which is exactly this understanding what's appropriate when, being able to read the tea leaves, being able to understand certain things, being team. able to read <laughs> silences, as well as being able to read what's said, as well as what is not said. You need to have a certain level of uh, uh, maturity to be able to carry certain things. So the whole skill of emotional intelligence is critical. Before, I would have put it in the nice-to-have category, but quite frankly, post-pandemic, given the fact that we now work virtually, we meet virtually, you need to have a high sensitivity to emotional intelligence to be able to interpret the silences, again, what's said, as well as what's not said. Yep. So before you would be face to face with people, you could look around and say, oops, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I can tell from people's expressions. But now we're on Zoom where people have the option to turn on their camera or not. So you don't know if the silence is because they've put you on mute and gone to get something from the fridge. <laughs> or the only resounding silence is because you've gaffed and you've said something. 
So you need to be able to read that emotional intelligence has, for me, moved from a nice-to-have skill to a must-have skill in the post-pandemic world. The ability to understand what to say, when to say it, what not to say, how to say it, especially when you can't see people, you can't judge from their reactions. Mm -hmm. So emotional intelligence is a critical soft skill to have.